Hello, students of Seneca, it's me, Jono, um, coming at you from under my duvet to increase the audio quality and give you a great um, provision episode on all the things you need to know about chemical bonds. These are trying times we're in, um, so it's important that we bond together. Sorry, global pandemics make me nervous, so um, <laughs> I like a pun, it gets me through. So let's dive in straight away and start talking about chemical bonds. Are you ready? Oh, it's been a while since I made a brand new episode. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into it. Chemical bonds. Um, atoms can chemically bond, join together in three different ways. Honey, I'm talking ionic, covalent, and metallic. So those are the three types of chemical bonds you need to know for sure. Um, so let's go through each of them one by one. To begin, we have ionic bonding. So this is an attraction between oppositely charged ions. Um, so ionic bonds form between metals and non-metals. So that's a really easy way to tell if a bond is ionic um, because it'll be between a metal such as sodium and a non-metal um, such as chlorine. Now, covalent bonding. Oh, covalent bonding, if I had to be a chemical bond, I would probably be a covalent bond because it's all about sharing. Covalent bonds occur when two atoms share one or more pair of electrons. Um, covalent bonds are mainly found in non-metal um, compounds. So like chlorine would be bonded to another chlorine atom. That is a nice little covalent bond. Okay, now let's get on to metallic bonding. This one can be like a bit confusing because you're like, hmm, what are you? But metallic bonding, that is the attraction between positively charged ions and negatively charged delocalized electrons. Sometimes we call that a sea of delocalized electrons. Um, and they are found in metals and alloys. Oh my gosh, what's an alloy? Well, I'm really glad that you asked that question. I think that was quite loud looking at the recording, so I'll try and keep it down. <laughs> um, um, an alloy is just a mixture of metal with other substances. We'll get more into those in another episode. Oh, there are more episodes of these podcasts? Oh, how fun they must all be. <laughs> okay, so to recap, those are, we have three types of chemical bonds. Ionic, which is the attraction between oppositely charged ions, covalent, which is the sharing of um, one or more pair of electrons between two atoms, and metallic bonding, which is the attraction between positively charged ions and negatively charged delocalized electrons. As the name suggests, it's found in metals. So, do we remember which type of bonding happens between non-metal elements? I'll give you a little second to think about it. That one is covalent, okay? So, now that we've had a cute little introduction into all the different types of bonds, I'm now going to go over each one of those three types of bonding in a little bit more detail. Oh, you're so welcome. So, ions. What are ions? Ions. Ions are particles that have charge. They are created when an atom or molecule gains or loses electrons. Gaining electrons creates a negatively charged ion. Losing electrons creates a positively charged ion. So, Let's start with positive ions because we got to keep positive. Uh, positive ions are usually created when an atom or molecule loses an electron. We call these positive ions cations. Meow. The metals in group one and two can easily lose electrons to become posit positively charged ions. So group one, that's like our cute little alkali metals. And then group two are our alkali earth metals. So we've done positive. We need to keep it balanced, so we're going to talk about negative ions. So negative ions are usually created when an atom or molecule gains electrons, and negative ions are called anions. 
Um, the non-metals in group 7 are most likely to gain electrons to fill up their electron shell and become negatively charged. Bam! So, um, sometimes ions contain multiple elements. We are an all-inclusive educator here, so we're going to learn about all the different types of ions. So, we could have something like SO42-, so that's got a sulfur, four oxygen atoms, oh my gosh, and that forms the sulfate ion, which is SO42-, so that's like sometimes called polyatomic ions, or compound ions is also common, but ions don't just have to be one atom, but they can be, like fluorine, F-. So, do remember the two types of ions. What is a positively charged ion called? It's a cation. Cats are great positive. Remember that cation, positively charged ion. Um, an anion is a negatively charged ion. Okay, so um, when an atom form ions, they try and fill up empty, uh, they try and fill up the empty outer electron shell. So in ionic bonding, a metal atom transfers electrons to a non-metal atom, allowing both of them, the metal and non-metal, to have a full outer shell. Now, Ions form from group 1 metals. As we've talked about before, the group 1 metals easily lose one electron. And when they lose one electron, um, they then have like a full outer electron shell. So sodium normally has one electron in its outer shell. Um, when it loses its outer electron, it forms the sodium plus ion and it has a full outer shell of electrons. And a full outer shell has eight electrons. Uh, it can have two electrons in smaller atoms, um, like lithium. Um, when lithium forms Li+, um, the outer shell just has two electrons. But that is how we the losing of the electrons forms the positive ion. Now, that we can think about that electron that sodium loses being gained by something like chlorine. So chlorine has seven electrons in its outer shell. It gains that extra electron from sodium. And now chlorine has a negative charge because it's gaining an, ele an electron, and electrons have a negative charge. And now chlorine has a full outer shell um, because it has gained that extra electron. Um, and we can apply this process to like group two metals too. So like magnesium has two electrons in its outer shell, so it loses two electrons to form its full outer shell and have a two plus charge. Now, it's this time of the episode we have to talk about noble gases. So noble gases, they are chill. They already have a full outer shell. They're like, no, none of this weird electron transfer stuff. I'm fine just the way I am. Um, they're unreactive, so they don't normally form ionic bonds with other elements. So um, ionic bonds, noble gases, not going to happen. So that is a quick run through of um, ionic bonds. Let's complete some statements about um, ionic bonding. And I'm going to add some dramatic pauses um, where you can add like, where you can try and remember what you think the gap is. So when atoms form ions, they try and fill up their empty what electron shell? It's there try and fill up or empty their outer electron shell. So in ionic bonding, a metal and atom transfers electrons to a non-metal atom allowing both of the atoms to have a full outer electron shell so that is our that is what you want to remember for ionic bonding okay let's do another one so group one metals tend to lose how many electrons they lose one electrons what they lose one electron and when they lose an electron they form a what ion a positive ion so remember when we lose an electron we form a positive ion and then when we gain an electron we form a negative ion. Now, what were those gases that already had a full outer shell and they're really unreactive? Do you remember what they're called? They are the noble gases. 
And they're normally found in group eight of the periodic table. I say normally found. They're always found in group eight. Sometimes it's called group zero, but like, whatever you want. I'm just here to support you. It's really hot under this duvet. I'm sweating so much. So, dot and cross diagrams. So, dot and cross diagrams, sometimes called Lewis diagrams. People have, they have a lot of names. People get a bit touchy about the name. It's that thing that when you draw it, there are like circles and crosses and like little circles. That's what I'm talking about. Um... But some people get very like, oh no, they're only called dot and cross or like they're only called Lewis diagrams. Whatever. Just make sure you can draw them. So um, how do we draw these? So I'd say like the key thing to do would be to like actually like look up pictures of this. Podcast should just be one part of your learning experience, especially if you're an audio learner. Hey, everybody. So I would like go on, maybe find a good website. Hmm, maybe, maybe Seneca. I don't know. And have a look at the dot and cross diagrams. The key things I remember, I like that I remember for like exam questions or way people will try and catch you out. Um, always remember to um, have a different, um, have like a cross for the electrons on one atom and dots for the electrons on the other atom. Uh, make sure you put square brackets around ions and then you put the charge on the top right corner of the um of the bracket um because those are things that um students commonly forget um so always remember the charge remember the square bracket and when the electron say say we've got like calcium and calcium's giving two electrons to oxygen <clears throat> and you've done crosses for calcium electrons when you make the oxygen two minus atom use crosses for the extra electrons that have been added um if that makes sense it would be to really consolidate this i would make sure you have a nice little um look on the seneca website um to look at the different um dot and cross um diagrams and how to draw them so that is a quick run through of um ionic compounds ionic compounds tend to form things called ionic lattices like a giant ionic lattice um which is like lots of ions in like layers and they're really strong okay next we're going to be talking about covalent bonding um so covalent bonding remember this is the care bears of atomic bonding because they like to share those electron pairs they are they occur between two non-metals um and some examples of covalent bonds are water um i could go with some water right now because i am losing a lot of my body weight of water sweating um for education it's a worthy cause um large molecules can also be covalent so like polymers like polyester and silk and we also get giant covalent structures like diamond uh which is what i should be showered in for my amazing contributions to the education space <laughs> okay so covalent bonds remember they are shared electrons between uh, a pair of shared electrons between two non-metal ions, okay? So those are key things to remember about covalent bonds. Something like hydrogen also has a covalent bond, and they just share that cute little pair of electrons. Um, and they can also be, um, if we want to represent covalent bonds, we can use those dot and cross diagrams again. Um, and remember, and you just do like a Venn diagram, you overlap the two atoms, they're sharing electrons, and you follow those same rules that we talked about before. Use dots for one atom, use crosses for the other atom, so we know where the electrons come from. Um, but covalent bonds can also be represented um, in a variety of different ways. So you can use lines to represent the covalent bond. So like if you had like um, 
oxygen's oxygen is a double covalent bond you could do you could draw an o and then two lines and then another o and that would show you that you had a double covalent bond so there are all kinds of ways now i'm sure you're getting sick of me so to wrap this up we're going to talk about metallic oh metallic bonding what a wild ride this episode has been so metallic bonding that is the electrostatic attraction between positive ions and negative delocalized electrons um, remember metals are giant structures they're huge um, and they have regularly arranged atoms and this structure is a regular lattice of positive ions in a sea of delocalized electrons so think about it you just have like a bunch of like positive metal ions in rows forming a nice little lattice like think about the top of a pie that's like a lattice um and then you've got a sea of delocalized electrons so those electrons they are swimming around they're having the time of their lives they're not in self-isolation they don't need a quarantine they're just having a great old time floating around those positive ions so that is what metallic and then metallic bonding is that attraction between those positive ions and those <clears throat> delocalized electrons you are so welcome. <clears throat> so that reviews all of the different types of bonding that you will come across. And then it's one of those things, as you get later in chemistry, you'll find out there are some subtle differences um, and subtle similarities between all the bonding. So it's more like a spectrum, but let's not get into that. Um, for the moment, just learn. Uh, we've got uh, ionic, covalent, and metallic bonding. Okay, so to finish off, we're going to have a blitz question session. What question session? Woo! I need to get an air horn. Oh my gosh. Imagine there's an air horn, air horn noise, noise playing right now. So let's review some and go over some questions. So do we remember what we call a negative ion? So a negative ion is called an anion, 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 anion. You can say it however you want. Just make sure you can spell it, A-N-I-O-N. Um, let's talk about ionic compounds. So ionic compounds form when millions of metal atoms transfer their outer electrons to millions of non-metal atoms. And the, re the resulting oppositely charged ions are held together in what structure? Do you remember? It's an ionic lattice. So the ionic lattices are giant structures that are held together by those strong electrostatic forces. Oh my gosh, my laptop is falling on the microphone. Sorry. Never mind. Um, and electrostatic forces, that, that is just the force between um, the positive and negatively charged ion. Okay, so um, let's do a few more questions to wrap up because you've done really well. You're paying attention. Well done. Um, do you, can you give me an example of some covalently bonded substances? There are three we talked about. So we got water, that's a small covalent molecule. We have large molecules like polyester and silk. Um, and then we have giant covalent structures like a diamond. Amazing. Um, and can you define metallic bonding for me? Last one. So metallic bonding is the electrostatic attraction between positive metal ions and a sea of delocalized electrons. Amazing. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining. Um, if you want any more podcasts like this, um, please like get your requests into like the Seneca Instagram um, or <clears throat> send me an email. <laughs> email was, oh my God, I feel so uncool. But you can send me an email if you want. Jono at Seneca.io. Send me an email with any topics you want covered um, and keep those requests coming in. Good luck with all your studies. Keep yourself safe and happy. Um, 
and well done for being proactive with your education and taking the time to listen to this episode best of luck with life <laughs> hey everyone i hope this episode was useful for your learning make sure you check the link in the description to be taken to the free online course to consolidate your knowledge. And if you have any requests, um, follow us on at Seneca Learning on Instagram and let us know what podcast you want next. Woohoo!